Welcome to Ape TV on Spotify. I'm your host, Chimp and Chip, the genius ape of BSC. With me today is the Ox, founder of Bull Society, and Fyodor, co-founder of Neural Pepe. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hi, Chip. Thank you for inviting us. Yeah, no, I'm happy to extend the invite and have this Ape TV special. Uh, I haven't been able to record any episodes for our beloved podcast since Ape Lab started. So I'm ready to get back on the horse, right? Get back on the saddle and dive in because NFTs are huge, right? NFTs are blowing up and everybody wants a piece of it. And we've seen it over the weekend. You know, it started with uh, Jimmy Fallon or whoever the guy is. He has a board ape. And then all of a sudden, this cascade of celebrities, everybody's got a board ape. And so this is going to be awesome, right? I'm really stoked to dive into the BSC NFT scene with you guys. So thank you for coming on. So let's, uh, let's start with Fyodor. Okay, talk to me about the launch of your NFT project, because this was a while ago, been around for a few months. Uh, and so talk to me about what that what the scene looked like for NFTs at that launch period in BSC? Hmm. Uh, well, I'd like to wind even more back because uh, I actually happened to come to the NFT scene back in uh, 2018 because hmm. uh, uh, my... Uh, Crypto story started in 2017, and uh, our first project actually was a meme, like a parody North Korean ACO called Space Kim, and it was locally viral. And uh, after that, we, me and my mate uh, Nick, with whom we co-created Neil Pepper, uh, ended up working for an NFT startup, which was created after the CryptoKitty success. And that startup was uh, trying to merge. Uh, can you hear me? Hey. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Uh, sorry, I just my screen blacked out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, we ended up working for an NFT startup, which was uh, created after the success of uh, CryptoKitties and. Uh, we were trying to merge uh, comic art, uh, NFTs, uh, and different lottery mechanics. But back then, the NFT community was uh, really small, uh, like several thousand people. And uh, back then, already market, uh, crypto market in general started to decline. And uh, bear market and uh, poor poor upper management that we had uh, was a bad combination and that startup got closed in 2019. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, uh, I didn't continue working in the NFT sphere, although I stayed in the crypto sphere. And then uh, me and my friend Nick uh, came back uh, to NFTs uh, Actually, one year ago, it was uh, September 2020, and uh, we created another meme project. Uh, it was called Don't Drink the Kool-Aid. Uh, it was a kind of uh, re reference to Don't Buy Meme Project, which was uh, really viral back, uh, back uh, last summer in 2020. Uh, and we just made... Uh, absolutely free token airdrop and then uh, we started created, creating uh, uh, Kool-Aid uh, Kool team NFTs. Uh, 
And uh, throughout that, that process, we learned some uh, new lessons about uh, NFTs, uh, but the project uh, wasn't really successful. Uh, so we decided to come up with something new. And uh, in the meantime, uh, my girlfriend was uh, subscribed uh, to a Telegram channel called uh, New Old Shit. Uh, it belongs uh, to a guy who is experimenting with uh, different AI-generated stuff. And he specializes in some kind of uh, funny, weird uh, uh, things you can do with uh, AI and uh, actually it was it also was uh, back in 2020 uh, that guy made a bot which uh, a telegram bot which could uh, generate uh, AI generates uh, pictures of Pepper, Pepper the Frog <laughs> and uh, my girlfriend sent it to me and I shared it with Nick and uh, we had uh, absolutely the same thought uh, of course in our minds that uh, it's a perfect uh, perfect content for nfts and that's how it was conceived and then we reached out to the guy who uh, possesses this new shit uh, channel and invited him to do it with us and he agreed to join and uh, that's how it all started yeah um and uh when it was decided that we are making uh, this new old Pepe NFT project, uh, we had a tough choice uh, of uh, of the chain uh, which uh, this NFT project should be based on. And we were chosen between Ethereum, uh, Polygon, and BSC. But Ethereum was quite expensive, and uh, we were... Relatively limited in, in the funding we had back then. So we decided to opt it out and uh, pick, uh, pick another uh, promising chain. And uh, back in April, of course, it was BSC. Well, that proved to be quite a smart decision, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it absolutely paid off. And uh, we also considered Polygon, but uh, Polygon uh, smart contracts on Polygon uh, require knowledge of uh, another programming language. Uh, so it seemed a bit more complicated. So And uh, BSC was already started to boom, so we went for BSC. And it was already obvious that uh, the BSC infrastructure would start uh, expanding. Um, and it's actually what happened. Yeah, well, what, what a great story. Um, and <laughs> so, yeah, I guess I guess everybody that's holding a neural Pepe needs to thank your girlfriend. That's kind of the, <laughs> the that's the foundational point, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, that's great. Um, so, Ox, Ox, question for you. Um, yeah. How, how did you how did you approach your launch? What was the what was the thought process in uh, you know going on Binance Smart Chain? Um, you've launched uh, more recently uh, than Neural Pepe has, so so explain kind of like what you were thinking and, and how this uh, concept came to life. I've I've been uh, trading uh, what you call shit coins for for <laughs> seven, eight months or so, not very long. But I've been been in crypto, like just basic Bitcoin and Ethereum for longer. Um, but I've just I was looking around at NFTs and the, like he said, like 
the gas prices on Ethereum are insane. And I was looking to actually purchase some. I've bought some Born Bad Boys, um, some Poopies, and all like the, the first projects that I've seen on BSC. And then I hit up a Discord. Um, I was talking with some developers and I asked them, I proposed my idea to them and one of them chose to work with me. And yeah, it was ever since then. And it's, it's been going good. Very nice. Very, very nice. Yeah, that's great. Um, so like, uh, when you oh. go ahead. Oh, uh, I just wanted to add one thing. Uh, which just crossed my mind uh, regarding the uh, regarding our launch. Uh, so uh, maybe it will be useful to give uh, the overview of the NFT market back uh, in April, uh, back in April this year. Uh, we were launching uh, right after the success of the hash masks, uh, which. Uh, actually predated the boom of uh, PFP projects because uh, they basically were uh, the, this trigger which uh, which uh, led uh, bot Ape, uh, Yacht Club and other projects like that uh, to the market. Of course, uh, the OG project is uh, CryptoPunks and people were already using CryptoPunks, but uh, uh, hash masks uh, gave uh, the extra push uh, to this idea of using uh, profile pictures, uh, NFTs as profile pictures. Uh, and for that reason, we used, uh, we borrowed plenty of uh, mechanics from, from the hash masks. Uh, we used the same boarding curve uh, with, uh, with uh, different uh, price tiers. So the earlier you purchased, uh, the Cheaper was uh, every NFT, and we also borrowed borrowed that uh, renaming concept. So we introduced our AI token and uh, made our new old paper renameable. And actually, renaming the old paper is uh, is a lot of fun. Uh, so, uh, and I think it's uh, yeah, this uh, bonding curve thing uh, is uh, what. Uh, I would say differs us from uh, from from the Oxus project from uh, Binance, Binance Bulls because uh, I think by the middle of uh, this summer, uh, bonding curve uh, was already an outdated concept, and it uh, happened because of uh, Bot Ape Yacht Club because they stated that uh, they <laughs> believe this. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's a point because it motivates uh, early adopters to dump on the heads of uh, late adopters and they were pushing for flat rate and uh, that's why everyone is using a flat right now. So maybe that's the reason why we got really close to to the sold out, but it actually didn't happen and uh, we had to self uh, Self mint uh, and neural pep and put them inside neural jail. <laughs> neural jail. That's great. <laughs> so when when you guys were sitting down and you were concepting it, obviously the approach for neural pepe was very very different than what Bull Society did because neural pepe kind of let 
the AI and neural net take the wheel in terms of creating the artwork. Whereas with Bowl Society, the decision was to kind of implement, you know, features with predefined rarity and so forth. Um, so talk to me about the decision-making in assigning these features, like when you're creating it and, and whether it's for the randomization element of Neural Pepe or whether it's for the artwork of Bowl Society, how are you picking and choosing what is included in, in what you're going to gamify? And, and maybe Ox, maybe you could go first here. All right. Yeah. So basically, um, I did a bunch of sketches and then I had a, a friend actually vector the images and such like that uh, on a tablet. And um, after everything was created, um, I sat down and decided a few of the traits, which I wanted to be like, let's say 1% of the collection and uh, gave that to the developer. He put all the numbers in. And the rest of the traits, which most of them we didn't set a rarity for, they were just like basically randomly generated and whatever is used, how many times it is what it is, you know? Yeah. So there was just a few things like, um, such as like not having clothes, uh, certain chains, like just little things that were having a rarity, but most of it was honestly all random besides like the zombie, mm -hmm. we set 35 of them. Um, besides that, everything was pretty much click a button and it is what it is. And that's nice. even more fun, you know, because yeah. you never know what's going to be used. And yeah, absolutely. And so, uh, Fyodor, how did you set this for the neural net? This is actually kind of interesting because there's different background colors. I mean, it could have one eye, it could have six eyes, seven eyes, it could have a mouth or two. Like, how did you define these parameters for its creation? Well, uh, I think I need to uh, give a simple explanation of how uh, uh, generative adversarial networks uh, uh, actually generate such, Im such images. So we used uh, StyleGAN. It was uh, created by NVIDIA and it's an open source uh, generative network. And uh, the idea was that uh, Dojek, uh, the guy who actually did the generation, uh, passed, uh, he passed uh, several thousand of uh, paper images from 4chan. So there were around 8,000 uh, images and uh, he trained uh, the network on, on those images. And uh, when you uh, feed, uh, images with uh, some similar looking content, content uh, to the network. It actually tries uh, to generate uh, something which looks like an average uh, thing uh, it can detect on these images. Mm. So it tries to imitate what it sees. Uh, and uh, as far as uh, images are still quite different, they may have different composition and there may be different pepper. Uh, some may be wearing some headwear, may have beards, or may have uh, different colors, and uh, that's why uh, not all not all uh, neural paper we have uh, are of the same color. So, not uh, every paper is green, and uh, for the same reason they have uh, differently colored backgrounds. 
And so same thing with ice. I actually, I, I'm not sure why this uh, <laughs> mutation happens. Uh, <laughs> it's one of the better but, ones. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, what we actually did was uh, we generated a big enough data set and uh, uh, decided that we wanted to make 7,000, 777 uh, NFTs. And then we just sorted it out and uh, removed uh, NPs, which we, that's how we called Neural Pepper in short. Uh, removed uh, NPs we, which uh, didn't look uh, good enough and uh, then uh, tried to classify them manually. And that's how we determined uh, skin color, uh, background color, amount of ice. And uh, we also have uh, a trait called iteration because uh, when this generation happens, uh, you actually get uh, multiple generations uh, of uh, uh, multiple iterations of each uh, generational attempt. So basically, you can imagine that uh, there is a frog which which is evolving like o o over different frames. So you can actually animate this. Uh, so we, to add more diversity, we decided to pick different iterations because uh, in some iterations, uh, Pepper looked uh, really clean, and in some uh, iterations they looked more abstract uh, so it looked more like some kind of abstract art and uh, that's why we decided to add this trait and uh, there is one trait which is uh, especially subjective and it's uh, called special um, and as we say it uh, it's subjective because it was uh, selected by silly human because all other traits were assigned using uh, custom written script. So we made a script to calculate ice and to determine colors. And it, it actually made uh, plenty of mistakes. So we had to run, had to run a misprint, uh, misprint correction program. Uh, but uh, yeah, so half of the uh, of classification was done uh, using script and then it was uh, checked by a human. And uh, those special traits like dirty NPs, uh, cursed, uh, some have hair, uh, some are called cute, and they were assigned absolutely manually. And actually, again, it, it was done by my girlfriend. <laughs> Very nice. Well, <clears throat> I, I really do like the, the variation. And thank you for pro providing that kind of background knowledge on how uh, they were generated. Right, because um, some of them, some of them are like very distinguishable, right? Like I have one, and I named him Tony Danza because he looks like Tony Danza, right? But then there's other ones, and they're very abstract, and they got an eye up in the corner, and then the mouse on the opposite, and so like it's a, it's a really cool array, and it's very very unique, and it's not something you see quite often uh, in NFT projects. So thanks for that explanation. Um, when it comes to NFTs, obviously there's profit motives. Um, you know, you have your mint price, you have your floor price, and you have all these expectations. Um, without going too much into the element of utility, which is becoming kind of a bigger thing uh, going forward, as project founders and project co-founders, what are your expectations for these price cycles? 
because when we look at tokens or coins, we can look at years and years of data and, and we can ascertain patterns. Uh, but when it comes to something like NFTs on BSC, it's such a new and relatively young space. We're actually, we're printing these patterns now. So how do you guys approach this, these dynamics? <laughs> Honestly, I don't, I don't know how to, how to really answer that. <laughs> yeah. Like it, like you said, it is, it is so early and there's not enough like information that you can look at, like you can with a chart. Um, and in it, it, there's some people that I talk to that they won't even sell an NFT, you know, and then there's, there's other people that, that will sell an NFT. And if enough of those people that will stop selling and they get bought up, I mean, you're going to have supply and demand like at, at some point, you know. Mm. So I, if it if there is a supply that or if there is a demand and limited supply i mean just like the board apes they were they were dead for like six months before all of a sudden it just started popping off you know yeah. so and now you can't get one for under one hundred and fifty thousand or whatever the crazy number is so i i think it's a matter of time before people come over to the binance smart chain and more projects are popping up every single day which is causing more people to look into nfts on this on this platform and uh, i don't know i just it, it'll be interesting to see where it goes that that's my perspective on it yeah i try not to look at the floor because you have with binance smart chain it's kind of difficult because you have ludex you have nft trade you have uh whatever that and other nft and key finance, yep. nft key now pancake binance <laughs> yeah like i don't <laughs> understand like if there was one marketplace where more of the volume was it it would be easier to kind of tell you know you can see yeah. but it's hard to compare all the markets and then you have the liquid collectibles coming in which creates another different floor price i don't know it's interesting it is it is yeah no that's a great explanation and yeah i mean there are so many dynamics there's so many variables it's a very very different approach to managing price than it is with like a coin or a token uh so yeah no that's great great answer how about you fyodor oh well uh as a person who came to crypto in 2017 and uh went through the ico bubble uh, I see quite a lot of similarities between uh, the current state of NFT market and 2017-2018 uh, mm. uh, ICO market. So my prediction is that uh, in general, of course, uh, the NFT sphere is here to stay and it will continue developing, but uh, market is getting uh, overheated and uh, the bear market and NFT winter winter is inevitable. And uh, also considering the fact that uh, plenty of NFT projects are PFP projects and uh, they are relatively easy to create. Like mm -hmm. uh, if you have enough time and uh, enough dedication and a good enough idea, you can uh, get from idea to launch uh, in the course of three, four weeks. Yep. Uh, well, uh, it's speaking about like just about uh, a collection of uh, 
say, 10,000 images with, uh, with a variety system and, and different traits. And of course, it's not only about the images, and it's also about, uh, in some cases, it's about utility, in some cases, it's about community, in some cases, it's uh, just about uh, having fun. But still, uh, my prediction is that uh, not, uh, well, probably the majority of uh, PFP, uh, not only PFP, NFT collections, uh, if they have some kind of uh, community-centered uh, thing, uh, they want uh, they want to survive the NFT winter. And uh, same, same way as uh, 20... ICOs didn't survive uh, 2018-2019 bear markets. And it wasn't always because uh, those projects were cash grabs. It was, uh, in some cases, uh, these were good mean people, but they got burnt out. And uh, at some point, it might become pretty difficult to keep the community together and keep people uh, happy and entertain uh, when uh, prices in general are going down. And uh, for some people, the loss can be huge. But uh. overall, actually, <laughs> everything I've just said is sounds quite pessimistic, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're, uh, uh, you're yeah. the guy on the street yeah. corner with the end is near side, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, on the bright side, uh, I've seen this with uh, ICOs, uh, those projects uh, which managed uh, to actually build some pro- build some products and which managed to survive uh, the previous bear cycle, uh, actually prospered uh, in, in the bull cycle, in the current bull cycle. Yeah. Uh, so I will I will say that. Uh, we should anticipate the period of uh, building because uh, uh, that's what you usually do during the bear market. And I'd say everyone should get enough fat to uh, survive the winter. Perfect. Yeah, no, that's a great, it's a great, it's a great comment because we haven't seen this, right? We haven't seen just a, a total dramatic collapse of NFT markets yet. Right. Um, and but we did previously in, in that 2017-2018 ICO era. And <clears throat> these like ravenous bear markets, right? They're like forest fires. They they rip through everything, but like there's like there's natural processes involved because as it burns down the trees, right? The new seeds are planted, they grow in that really, really fertile soil, they start to sprout. The trees that survive through the fire are hardened. Yep right? They are hardened yeah. and they're steady staying tall. And then oh. they just watch all those new sprouts develop over the next few years. And so like they're hard, they're hard on communities. You have to be able to manage these expectations. You, know, you have to be able to keep people kind of together and aligned um, and, and not just in like price expectations, but just in like demeanor and approach in the way that they communicate with each other because it gets really bad <laughs> it, yeah. it gets really, really bad. yeah yeah i also think that uh nft winter will be a bit easier than 
ICO winter we previously had because so when you have a worthless uh, worthless uh, token uh, you basically have nothing to do but when you have a some set of at least some set of JPEGs and uh, <laughs> a community centered around it uh, you can still have some fun uh, you can still have find some reasons to connect. Well, it's harder to have weekends with NFT because if you go to a centralized exchange, like there's always a bot waiting to catch your bags. Um, whereas in NFT marketplaces, it's not really like that. Like you can't just go in and just like boop out of it, right? Like maybe now you can with Lyco and stuff, um, yep. but that's, you know, aside from, from that. Wow. All right, yeah, great conversation. So I wanted to, I wanted to ask both of you about royalties. So I've seen this be a controversial topic on other chains. Um, I see on other chains that there's kind of de facto five to 10% royalties baked into various aftermarket sales. It's not something we see in BSC. And so where are you guys at with that? Is it something you want to see? Is it something that you think is unnecessary? Um, And maybe Ox, maybe you can go first on this one. Um, that's something I'll, we will be doing like next week, actually. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. We'll be releasing our marketplace. I've been, we've been working on it for like two, three, ever since we sold, before we sold out, I don't know. It's been like three or four weeks. My days just glide together, (laughs) but, um, yeah, we've been working on that. It's like testing right now. Uh, the, it'll be a 10% fee. Um, 2% will go back to like the team and then 5% will go back to holders and then 2% will go back to uh, minters. No, no, 3% will go back to minters. Yeah. Sorry. And then when we add, we'll be able to add second collections, then it'll be uh, 2% to the minters collection that is added. So say we add, we'll say your collection or whatever the peeps, We'll add them. Your minters, your original minters would receive 2% of the sale. And then our holders would receive, um, it can be customized, but anywhere from 2 to 5% of the sale. So either way, any collection we add to our marketplace, our holders will be getting um, a reflection back off of each sale. Nice. So, no, it's it's something that, like even pancake swap they do provide they do uh you can set like your certain percentage up to eight percent uh they charge two percent so then you can charge eight percent and in four percent of that and providing it to our like reward pool which uh will go back to the holders as well so no it's it's a big thing on the binance smart chain with like the reward tokens and everything like that people people want rewards they want an incentive Mm -hmm. to be in the community and yeah it with more like nft projects minting and them offering rewards i think if you somehow don't i don't i don't know people could like feel some sort of way you know but yeah you just gotta keep keep pushing and adding utility or something to do. Otherwise it seems like people just get bored. I don't know. <laughs> they definitely do. And I like it. Yeah. Uh, be the change you want to be. For sure, like, right? Yeah. Oh, I fully agree. Go yeah. on, go on, go on. Uh, I just wanted to say that, uh, yeah, I fully agree with your point. And uh, 
you need some interactive mechanics to keep people entertained. And uh, that's actually what uh, differ differs uh, BSC NFT community from, uh, say, Ethereum NFT community. Because uh, on Ethereum, uh, you have uh, insane gas fees. And uh, you technically, you can, you can introduce some DeFi mechanics, but uh, it will be... Uh, quite invisible to to use them unless you are super big like some bot apes who are planning to launch their own token because uh, it will just cost you a fortune to interact but uh, the BSC uh, community is uh, way more DeFi oriented I would say and uh, there are way more uh, experimental uh, token projects uh, with different redistribution mechanics, which are also not so feasible, uh, not so feasible on Ethereum right now, uh, especially if you are building the project from bottom to top. Um, yeah, so I would say uh, royalties are not a bad thing. Uh, we didn't uh, have uh, any royalties uh, till recently because uh, my conviction was that so we are already making money uh, se selling NFTs so why do, do I need to charge more right now but uh, there is a dilemma of uh, how you want to build the project because uh, uh, some projects are trying to position themselves as uh, community-driven projects. Mm -hmm. So in this case, you just release a collection and you provide some, uh, I don't know, business development uh, kind of partnerships, uh, social media presence, uh, community activities, but uh, most of contact, content and activities uh, is still coming from just people holding the NFT. Uh, again, Bodeip Yacht Club is uh, living this way. Uh, but uh, the, another option is to start living as some kind of, uh, I wouldn't say business, because uh, you raise some initial funds, but uh, at some point, uh, these funds uh, may, may end. And... Uh, then you need to come up with some concepts to continue the development. And uh, that's when uh, royalties uh, come in pretty handy. Or you also can have, uh, for instance, some projects have uh, royalties to uh, incentivize uh, different community activities. So they are using it, using it to pay salaries to community moderators or issue some kind of grants uh, to those who uh, build something that expands this uh, NFT universe. And in case of BSC, uh, you can also use royalties to integrate them into some, uh, some DeFi redistribution mechanics. And that's uh, what uh, the Ox and Finance Bulls team is doing with their royalties, and that's actually what we are doing with ours. So right now we have a five percent percent tax on uh, trades of our AI token, 
So whenever you sell or buy AI token, uh, 5% gets extracted and uh, it's partly reflected to BNB and this BNB goes to reward pool and uh, part of it is also used for automated liquidity and uh, small part is also goes to the dev fund to keep us uh, motivated so building the platform and uh, same stuff is ha is happening with bnb we are currently earning uh, from secondary sales so at the moment we have a four percent royalty on uh, nft key and i think 40 percent uh, of this amount goes directly to reward pool and uh, something like 20 percent i think uh, goes to automated liquidity and also I think 10% is used for AI buybacks and this AI goes to a treasury and most likely all this AI in our treasury will just get burned. Yeah, wow. So <clears throat> yeah, that's, you guys make some really, really key points in terms of how these royalties can be used to further benefit the NFT projects to sustain their administration, their moderation, to keep an engaged and active community. And it, it is, you know, a bit different um, unless the NFT project's retaining a, a large chunk of the NFTs for themselves. After the mint is out, the ability to raise funds for the project is somewhat restricted, right? So yep. um, they do, royalties do serve kind of a vital role in, in allowing these projects to further develop themselves out. Right? Because once it's minted, it's not like the founder wants to wash their hands and say, ah, done. <laughs> you know, like you don't want that. Um, absolutely, you don't want that. And then you, uh, you don't want the community to be like that too, right? To just mint it and flip it and walk away. So um, having a way to be capitalized and have funding is, is really, really nice through royalties. Um, so we're, we're kind of trending a bit long. So I'm going to wrap it up here. Um, would like to get... Fyodor's comments first. So you had talked about the NFT winter. Um, we didn't get an opportunity to really dive into like liquid collectibles and tokenizing and farming and all those types of things, which are really exciting. And both of your guys' projects are integrated on Lyco. But that being said, like talk to me, looking ahead. All right, where's NP Neural Pepe? Where's NP in six months? Where is it in a year? And in, in what what role does it have in the BSC ecosystem? Well, uh, I would say uh, uh, if you want to become one of uh, these uh, OG uh, BSC uh, NFT collections, because uh, we were quite early and it was our initial goal. But um, quite recently, we renamed Intermingle Friends because uh, actually uh, our pl plan is that uh, Neural Pepe is just a Genesis collection. And these are the only NFTs which are capable of uh, generating AI tokens, uh, which will be powering our Neural Friends ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And so quite soon uh, we are, well, Maybe in the course of uh, two, three months, um, we are going to have uh, season two. Uh, it will be another AI-generated NFT collection. And we want to experiment with uh, the distribution mechanics. So 
it it won't be the regular uh, sale which uh, most of NFT projects are using now. I think most likely it will be similar to what Everstars are doing uh, when you get to choose first uh, and then you can mint. Uh, so users will be able to... Well, we, we haven't... Uh, selected the main character yet, but uh, we have several options. <laughs> For instance, uh, neural, neural projects. Uh, so let's say we are making neural projects and uh, we'll pre-generate uh, several thousands, maybe dozens of thousands, so even of neural logic images and users will be able to uh, just uh, go through images one by one and then bookmark those they like, and then mint them. Mm. And the supply, of course, will just uh, will still be fixed, but uh, we'll be doing the <laughs> NFT classification only after the sale is done. So you you can mint the NFT. You can see what uh, everyone else has minted, uh, and uh, it may affect your decisions. But uh, you won't know the particular rarity. And uh, recently, we came we became friends with uh, Effect Force Project, and they have uh, uh, with Effect is called Effect, and they uh, have a service called Effect Force, uh, where they have several thousand of people. Uh, several thousand of uh, workers who are uh, ready to accomplish different simple tasks uh, and get paid in their EFX tokens. So what we are going to do, what we are going to do is to determine the list of trades and list of uh, options and then uh, send the whole massive uh, of uh, minted NFTs to the effect force and uh, ask random people to classify uh, based on the criteria we provided. So it will be some kind of oracle where unbiased people uh, decide how to classify these images. And for instance, we can ask uh, to that each image should be classified by say five people or 10 people. Um, yeah, another thing is uh, we are going to expand uh, the law uh, or the backstory of our new Pepe NFTs. So we are going to have a derivative collection, uh, which goes under code name HNP. <laughs> and uh, so each neural paper owner will will be able to mint one HNP per every neural paper they have. Um, and so we have a really cool community and people uh, have already come up with uh, some uh, uh, some mythology and some uh, law, some stories. Uh, we have uh, this uh, Cyclops, uh, Cyclops aristocracy, which is uh, suppressing uh, and exploiting the working class of uh, basic to white, uh, green-skinned, uh, unspecial neural pepper and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> oh, so that's we are, we'll be expanding into this direction as well because, uh, yeah, that's actually what's going to keep keep us entertained during the NFT winter as soon as it comes. Well, I don't want it to come, but <laughs> it's real at some point. Uh, right. Yeah, and so we're expanding into 
these different uh, DeFi, DeFi mechanics. And so we opened a Neural Jail uh, where you can swap your Neural Pepper for a random Neural Pepper from Neural Jail and by paying a little fee in, in AI tokens. And this Friday, we are lo launching Neural Farms uh, where users will be able to uh, stake AI BNB LP tokens and uh, stake Neural Pepper to earn some uh, BNB reflected from uh, NP, uh, NP royalties and uh, AI trading taxes. So th there will be some rewards. And also we are planning some dynamic challenges uh, when you will will be required to stake Neural Pepper uh, with a certain set of trades in order to get rewards. So for instance, it chooses that you need to stake only dirty, dirty neural pepper and uh, every dirty neural pepper stake to get share. Mm. Yeah, and maybe uh, after, well, well, maybe in half a year, we are also thinking of uh, moving uh, towards becoming some kind of uh, platform which is uh, aggregating different uh, AI generated uh, experiments with NFTs. So maybe we'll be inviting some other uh, neural artists, that's how we call them, some other people uh, to make collabs and to get listed on our platform. Oh, wow. And so it will be powered by AI tokens, but it's long term. These plans uh, may change. Yeah, that's how it, it is in general. Well, it sounds like you got a lot in store. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> yeah, quite a lot. I, I can say, I can say from transacting on a different chain, uh, you know, I, I bought you know kind of a high value NFT, and then you can go on to the site. It checks to make sure the NFT is in your wallet, and then you can provide the backstory, right? And so, like, you can create like some of the stories are so creative and inventive, and then if that NFT gets sold, then the secondary buyer can turn around and add on to it, right? And, and keep that that story congruent. And like these are the these are the intangibles of NFT that don't really get seen or acknowledged, but it's what keeps everybody captivated by it. Uh, so I, I love to hear that that sort of outline coming ahead for the neural friends and crew. Uh, so thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Absolutely, I just wanted to say one. So think that uh, people are not actually buying JPEGs on the blockchain. They are buying experiences mm. quite a lot. Great way to experiences say Experiences and stories. That's, that's what yeah. makes uh, all these NFTs valuable, actually. Well, I can give you some insights. When, when uh, AI was first announced as a build candidate, uh, all of the ApeSwap admins back then, everybody ran and started to mint the neural peppies and like ApeSwap was so boutique and so small. Like we only had one telegram, right? It was, it was the only thing that everybody used to communicate. So everybody was there. And so that experience, it resonated so strong because it was, you know, Natty and it was Kyle and it was Jim and it was Obi and it was myself and all of us, we, we all took part in that experience together. And so, you know, that's a great, great shared me memory and it validates what you're alluding to. So thank you. Um, Ox, how about you, man? Six to 12 months. What are we looking at for Bull Society? Honestly, um, six to 12 months. We'll, we'll I know see. we got the marketplace coming. 
<laughs> that that's a, that's a big thing you know the marketplace is a big thing i'm gonna uh keep partnering with other projects obviously the mint the mint price uh generated some money so i am looking into to some other options to that will include the bulls i'm not gonna go on and share any details obviously if nothing goes through but some uh defi stuff that i'm talking to people with that includes nfts and all that but i i can't go into much uh detail in that yet but honestly we'll just see uh where nfts bring us and go from there i'm i'm not promising no game or I, I don't want to be that person. You know what I mean? Sure. <laughs> we, we just introduced the whole staking thing with Lyco. And if, if that goes well, then I would like to maybe introduce my own staking platform at some point. Um, but that's all. That's all in the future. I'm just uh, letting everything run its course, honestly, and trying to finish my roadmap and just keep building the community and yeah, just keep going. Amazing. Well, it's been really quick for you guys. I mean, you came on the mints, the mint process happened relatively quickly. Uh, and then you're talking about the integration into various marketplaces being integrated into Lyco, developing your own marketplace. So <laughs> clearly uh, you don't rest a whole lot. Uh, no, it's, it's been a, it's been a crazy month, honestly. Like it, it's, it's been, it's been crazy, but Hey, I've, I've going to take a couple couple days this next weekend and just get away from the computer screen just for like two days and relax you know take everything in and then launch the marketplace and just keep hitting it hard so. amazing amazing well good luck with that uh gentlemen thank you so much for your time um if there aren't any other final comments we will wrap it up here and and thank you very much to the listeners it was nice to share another show with you guys no and uh Kyle, I, I love you. Tell Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kyle is awesome. He's everywhere. He's omnipresent. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are going to make him cry when he hears this. Uh, so, yeah, no, I'll definitely pass that on. Thanks so much. No, yeah, you guys have a good night or day. I don't know the time, wherever you're at, but you enjoy the day or night. All right. Thanks, gents. Yeah. We just the same. Thank you for inviting us. Yeah, thank you very much.